Welcome to the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. Whether inside or outside the loop, we are talking everything soccer in Houston. Y'all ready? Let's get it. Houston, welcome to another episode of the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura, and today I'm joined by quite a few guys, man. We got uh, Christian Putelias in the house. What's up, man? What's Gucci? What's Gucci? How's it going, everybody? We got uh, Manny Olivares in here as well. What's up, Manny? Hey, how's everyone doing this afternoon? Uh, as, as, as good as we can do, man. And then last but not least, we got Joey Chavala in the house as well, man. How are you doing, Joey? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Hey, not too bad, man. Hey, so, you know, we tend to record once a week. We've had some, it's been an interesting week, man. So far, a Wednesday night here. Um, just, we wanted to start, you know, by remembering Maggie a little bit. So, uh, Maggie was obviously somebody that we met about a year ago. Uh, she's had been a local, um, brought, well, producer and reporter for Fox and, uh, you know, a year and, and we had her a couple of weeks ago in, uh, in here in the podcast, man. And, and, uh, funny enough, you know, Monday, Joey, you were like, man, you know, who do we have a guest? Should we bring Glenn? Should we bring Maggie? And obviously this is kind of like this news that that we ended up hearing which like anything kind of kind of tore us apart a little bit especially on the group chat i think uh just kind of being able to talk about it and and just processing kind of what what happened the, the shock that just kind of came out of nowhere but i think uh everybody's still a little bit grieving and, and mourning for sure and and it's crazy because again we 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 didn't knew her as much as we would have liked to know her and uh but but it was more than enough, right? I think she she did a, a really good job in just kind of, especially us that were, got to see her in person, uh, the way that she treated us, uh, treated anybody, man. Like like um, she wasn't gonna treat anybody differently. She was always happy, go lucky, um, and more. Most of all, it was fun the way that how much she loved the sport that we ourselves love, right? And. The best part about Maggie for me was the fact that she was in it to win it. You know, she was working hard, covering the team in her own time, uh, apart from working in the mornings. And uh, so getting to know her was amazing. Um, she'll definitely be missed for sure. But uh, sadly, the the coverage that she was providing, I mean, people were just getting to know her barely. And so obviously we, we won't see how, how good she was going to gonna be in the in the Copa America and uh the World Cup and, and all the events coming into Houston. So as soccer fans that that hurts us. Uh but one thing that that Maggie was was she she wasn't gonna go and talk uh tactics with Joey. She wasn't gonna break down <laughs> the game. She 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 just had the point of view of of being a fan and, and loving the sport and a really genuine and happy-go-lucky way and it, it made us laugh it made us giggle and it, to an extent man it just make you think of how you know just life was fun with with her uh being a part of uh what we did and, and we had the joke and we told her that you know when we had her in the show a couple weeks ago was man sometimes it was just us and Maggie, right? Press conferences. It was just us and Maggie. We would go to events. It was just us and Maggie. And that was kind of the running joke. So it, it just made sense that we got to know her a little better, especially towards the end of last year and obviously this year. Um, 
So of course we were definitely hurt. Uh, for us, for uh, me and Chris, we were we got to go to the game yesterday, sit down at the stadium, and just it. I, I was telling Chris, it was it was crazy because since we heard the news, I was just like in shock. I was just not really talking to anybody, kind of just soaking everything in, and I really didn't want to go to the game. Um, knowing that it was at 9.30 p.m. when the schedule came out. Uh, but the, the closer we got to it, I was like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be there. But as soon as the news happened, it was like, no, I have to be there. And, and I think there's a, quite a few guys that from Apollo that were there and, and other members of the media, they kind of saw it the same way. Like, like we have to be there because Maggie would have been there. Like, it didn't matter if she had to get up at 3.30 in the morning. She was going to be there. And so now... I think it's just seeing it and, and seeing how life is precious and how short it is and the way that she lived her life to the fullest and just being, you know, laughing, kind. It was it was just who she was. And I think we all kind of have to learn a little bit from it. And if you didn't get to know her, like we were barely get to know her, you know, you you we all kind of missed out for sure. If we weren't there for for a long time number of years uh getting but uh yeah man it it it, it was therapeutic as well going to the stadium like i told chris it's like you know we we see for us that follow the sport and love the sport the dynamo going to the stadium it's uh it's our hobbyist or safe place and to an extent it felt really kind of like a dark place at the time yesterday that we were going to go there and seeing everybody that was seeing the media booth and obviously all the houston dynamo folks um just not being themselves because it was it was a hard day and uh but yesterday just being able to be around um them and just kind of chatting about same thing that we're gonna do here to an extent just stories you know of, of maggie bringing either laughs or stories that we remember from her man but yeah i mean obviously we're gonna always try to remember maggie as much as we can and and really everything that we're going to do from now on, especially here at Bay City Soccer, it'd be for Maggie. So for us to continue to the legacy that she was doing, because um, it was, you know, she had a big part of like bringing like the World Cup to Houston, right? She was behind all that stuff. She was um, obviously a part of the World Cup parties for the women's World Cup as well for the men's World Cup. So it's just crazy. And I think the best part, and, and before I you know, open it up to you guys to kind of share maybe a story or something that you'll remember from Maggie uh, was the fact that, uh, you know, obviously she she mentioned how she had played the sport growing up. But again, she wasn't a pro at breaking it down, but she she wasn't prideful enough to not give soccer a try. And I think that's like the best part about her, that she was able to be like, you know what, I really don't know the sport. And I'm going to do my best to cover it and give it the spotlight that it really deserves in Houston. Um, just because, again, that, that's what she was. She was going to do that. So, you know, Manny, I know you probably knew her a little bit more or long, longer than we did, man. So feel free to just share anything about Maggie, you know, something that you remember. Again, this is a time <laughs> of celebration. Um, we're going to be there and definitely in the grieving process. But we we have to really let people know that we we loved maggie hanging out with her and we were definitely gonna miss her man yeah you know it's uh i think it just takes me back a bit because 
Because, you know, I think when I first started to know her or see her, I think it was just during, I think when it was almost the Women's World Cup, I think her name started to fall out, Maggie, Maggie. I was like, oh, who is this Maggie chick? I was like, I think that was like my first impression. I was like, well, Maggie, she's from Fox. I was like, I was like, I have no clue who this, you know, who this girl is, I think. But I think once you see her, once you get to know her, she's like, you know, a person that, even though she has a very uh, extrovert personality, she sometimes could be uh, laughing, you could hear her across the hallway. But I think what makes her set apart is that she really is personal to you. She really cares. And that's what I love about her coverage. I think it's hard for us. I think sometimes you we see athletes, we see players, we see coaches as professionals. But she sees them as human beings, you know. And most of the time, they were just conversations. Like, you know, how do you feel? How do you think? You know, it's and having a conversation. And sometimes that brings them down to as a human aspect to like, hey, the coach, the players, they're just like me. They're going through it. They want to win. They want, they have the same feeling I do. And that's something that was different from her. And, and, you know, it's just having seen her and, you know, it's, it's something we can't explain, but, you know, I think my favorite memory is like, I think what conversation I have with her, she's like, I think she knew soccer was good, but I think when she got into the dash and later to the Dynamo, she was like, there's no local coverage here. It was like, she was like, there's so much untapped potential, not just in the sport, but just in the fan base here that can grow here. And all she wanted to do was to take that and share it to everyone else, anyone who can see it, anyone to see that, like, hey, this is something that it's reachable for everyone. And that's a sport that everyone can follow through. And even though she doesn't know all the facts like Joey, she's not a Joey stab that's going to do rule by rule, you know? And it, I was laughing one time because I thought one time she tweeted something. I was like, I don't think that's correct. And I was like, because blah, this, 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 this. And she's like, I don't know. I was just going to put it out there and just like, and see like who sees it and, it's like, and I'll learn. And, and that's something about her, you know? She's like, she wants to put it out, like, mistake or not, because she wanted this to grow. And and that's something, like, I really uh, care about her and see that, you know, uh, that's going to be a void that we'll have to fill, but no one's going to replace Maggie how she did uh, Houston coverage. Yeah, <laughs> man, you're absolutely right. And, and, yeah, I mean, her questions were – just about life a lot of it it will cut people off guard she will ask like in a press conference hey what was your favorite restaurant or you know she she was about life she was about just being um uh trying to get to know people for sure and just uh, always making you feel like you were the most important person in the room and you're right dude she was definitely not afraid to make mistakes again she she didn't she didn't know the game she was but she was um uh, she was willing to learn and soaking the information and Joey, I mean, you know, she, she reached out to you a couple of times to try to see if you, you know, if you had the right answer for her. Cause again, she was always trying to learn, man. Yeah. She would ask me questions constantly. You know, she, she was, she wanted to learn the game on a deeper level than she knew. Cause most of her knowledge, she loves the community aspect of the sport. 
which is very different from me because I'm usually I don't care about the community aspect of the sport. I never <laughs> have. I've always been what happens on the field is what's important to me. So we had completely different perspectives of what we loved about soccer. So it was always a really interesting conversation with her. And I, you know, I always try to help her out with the understanding things like the offside rule. She she didn't understand that for a while. I had to, we had a whole DM about that. And then she calls it offsides, and you know, Dustin would get upset. <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, like I said, it, it we were obviously like anything, man. We everybody that was around there was planning to spend more time with her, and and we were hoping to have her here once a month at least at in the podcast and, and doing that because even if she didn't know the sport, she was gonna entertain the shit out of you, man. She was just that, you know, she was just this high uh energy or a high ball of energy that that you showed us around man uh but chris man we we got to see her on saturday you know one of the last times that we got to see her but man anything that you remember about maggie other than those bright gold pants she was wearing man championship ready man yeah i mean i'm i'm the opposite you know of joey right i'm he's he's more of what happens in the field i'm more of what happens all around the field too uh, which is, you know, which is completely fine, right? Everybody can kind of see the sport differently. And, you know, I see soccer when I, when I see soccer and, you know, I grew up with it and, and the way that I see it, it, it kind of like, it takes me back. I've been thinking about this like <laughs> all weekend. Like when I think of soccer, you know, it takes me back to like family. It takes me back to like my friends, childhood, you know, just experiences that I've lived through, through soccer, right? Like, the, the sport itself, as a sport, you know, it's cool and, you know, you we can, you know, go and dive into statistics and, you know, do everything that we want to do with the sport when it comes to, like, numbers and how you play it and everything like that. But to me, like, soccer just means, like, family, friends, good times, you know, de-stressor. You know, I, I would look forward to, like, going and go play soccer because I knew that I would go play and you know, kicking the shit out of somebody as a defender, it was like the greatest joy ever. And you can take all your, all your worries away in that. Right. And, and because of that, I think, and I didn't know Maggie, right? Like, I think all of you guys probably had more conversations with her. The only conversation or the only interaction that I had with her was high and by at the press box and the podcast that we did all together. And that was my extent of that. And even like that, she would still come up to me and give me a hug and, you know, say hi and, and just, like, act like we were friends, you know, like, for, forever friends. And and what kind of sticks out to me from her and, in, in the like, you know, the way that I see the sport, and any it's, like, anybody that loves soccer the way that I do in the or the way that she did, it's, like, you know, you're my friend now because, it, like, soccer is, like, having another child for me. And it's, like, oh, you love my child, then I love you, you know, because you love my child in a way. And, and when you think about, you know, you obviously the, the person of who she was is it's probably the most important thing, right? And and I don't want to take anything away from who she was as a person. Cause I mean, her persona itself, like her person, I mean, we saw the tribute that Fox 26 did, like literally people crying on TV because she was a bright, you know, shining star everywhere that she went. And as a person, I wish I would have met her, like, you know, personally to kind of enjoy that. But what I got to enjoy from her is the, like, un not selfish part of I'm going to report soccer because nobody else is doing it. 
and we need to get this out there. You know, this sport is so magical, so loving. Like she was talking about, you know, going to all the World Cup, you know, um, viewing parties and everything that she saw and like the community that it was bringing. And I, and I think she wasn't even reaching the floor level of her, you know, connecting with the soccer community in Houston. She was at the, you know, in the cusp of like just opening the door to whatever it is that, you know, we may know, you know, playing locally in Sunday leagues or, you know, me, I don't know, doing my little podcast and like talking to different people. Like there was so much more that she was going to find and she was going to like explode and, and just put out there with her platform. And, and it wasn't because she was doing it to like glorify herself, but she like, it was, you know, unselfish. Like it was just, I don't know. Like, and, and, it, and it's, and it's wild to me because a lot of people do these things, you know, and they do it for like, you know, a gain of themselves is like, Oh, I want to be this. I want to be that. Like, you know, I, I even do that. Sometimes I'm like, you know, I, I want to do this because, you know, I, I want fame or whatever, not fame, but you know what I mean? Like I want to be recognized or whatever, yeah. or it feels good when people recognize you, but she wasn't like that. You know, no. she was like in the background, you know, yeah. and, and she was working towards it. I don't know. I just, no, no, no. I, I think that, that's but. perfectly said, man, because I think a lot of it you, and, and they put it in perspective, Sometimes we get so in our heads that we're like competing against everybody, right? And we say yeah. that like, well, we want to be the better outlet or we want to be this. And that's not exactly what Maggie was doing. She just like no. loved it. She loved she loved this sport for what it was. Soccer. Exactly. Which is insane because a lot of people don't. And she didn't even know the sport. And like, how are you gonna love something that you don't even know how it's played? You know what I mean? But she loved everything around it. She loved the community. She loved the people. She loved the passion. How passionate the people were. Like, I don't know. It's as well. I think as a community, as a soccer community, like that's where it hurts the most for me because she was like our only outlet. You know, our only big outlet to to like to like the the TV world or whatever. Like that, that's what we wanted. That's what we've been wanting as a community. Like when we started this, it's like we want. And people would have, you know, like we just had a conversation with Mente Futbolera and, and, you know, with Misraim and he was like, why does, like, what does that Dynamo have to do to reach out to people to get the stands filled up? And she was doing that. You know what I mean? Like she was doing the work for the Dynamo. She was doing the work for the Dash. She was going into the community, trying to bring people in. And, and she was that, you know what I mean? Like she was the answer to so many problems. And when it comes to like, loving the sport and and having the community get to know the dynamo and the dash and it just it just fucking sucks man like i don't know yeah yeah for sure man Manny, any anything else you want to add uh or joey anything else no. i think we covered everything yeah yeah no i think i think everything was said i think it's just who she was and who, how she was Every day, just with us and fans, it would every time you see her or talk to her, it is a hundred percent her, yeah. no matter what you saw. And and I think uh, uh, later we talk about, but I think it affected, you know, the whole dash, oh, you know, dimension. For sure, man. The, the yeah. Dynamo, the dash, the community, every like just the organization as a whole. Twitter's from Asher. Twitter, you know, uh, the whole. Even interview with Clark, you know, it was just mm -hmm. it's it's been, you know, that she did something bigger than 
than than what she done, you know. And a lot of the crazy thing is just just showing up, right? And I think that was like again the big deal for for most of us to show up yesterday because Maggie would have been there. So we were doing it for Maggie, it's, and it's always gonna be for Maggie. Everything we do here at Bayou City Soccer, that's that's what it's gonna be for. And and it sucks because as quickly as something like that, you know, her light fading. You always see it as like life goes on it. And you see it, right? Because people there's still games, they're still reporting, there's still things that have to be done. And it it was so much in our head that it was just difficult to even like produce content or or think about anything else other than that. So and and we're here, you know, crying and, and like grieving, and we barely knew her. So it's like at the same time, like how she barely knew soccer, like we barely knew her too. So it just it's just incredible, man. The the type of person that she was, guys. But um, yeah, I mean, we would definitely never, never gonna forget her for sure. Um, but uh, we gotta do what we gotta do, and we gotta keep doing it for Maggie. What's up? Hey, hey man. Hey, so so Rudy, are you gonna wear the pink uh, pants now for Maggie now? <laughs> I, I gotta get that. Man. One thing is, she dressed good, man. And you know, I I tell you know, no matter how how much of uh. Where is it? There's a saying, you know, like if you look like a pile of crap, no matter how much you put on it, that's me. So that no matter how much I try, I'm never gonna look as good as and, and sharp as she did, man. I don't know. She uh, she she always looked fly and work hard, man. So that that's again, it, it she's definitely gonna be missed for sure, man. So we gotta we gotta again. Her memory is for us to work even harder than she did, right? Um, I know that. Uh, somebody, uh, I don't want to mention names, for the Dynamo said, I don't even know when she slept because she just has so much energy uh, when we're talking uh, on, to them on Wednesday. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, we don't know. That's what I was like. The game's at 930. It's a big game. You knew she was going to be there and go to work at three in the morning. Like, there's no way, you know. So it, it's just it's just fantastic the, the, the type of person she was. And um, well, she's never going to be forgotten, at least not by us. I think she... By me, I, I can say that she, she definitely touched um, my life in that aspect, just seeing the way she grinds for sure. But uh, guys, at the end of the day, we're here to continue uh, her legacy and cover the teams uh, in our city that, that we love like as much as she did uh, with Houston, with um, the Dynamo, the Dash, and of course, Dynamo 2. So let's get to it, man. But but Christian, just tell the people how they can connect with us, man. Yeah, she wasn't even from Houston, by the way. But oh. whatever, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let it be. Um, yeah. So you can uh, always find us at Bayou City Soccer, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Go hit us up over there. BayouCitySoccer.net is the actual website. Go check it out. You can find you know merch. You can see all the articles. You can see Joey's stats, uh, ratings. He probably gave a bunch of ones um, <laughs> to to. Uh, <laughs> To a couple of guys. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, but yeah, it's it's do been better. fun, man. Do I, better. I, I, do better. That's but there's that's a there's a lot of content. I mean, hey, uh, Shevchenko uh, had a had a quick turnaround. He went from a one, and then he scored a goal. I want to see. I hey, still. I'll be honest. I still haven't read it yet, but I want to see what Joey said. I think uh, on that one. But I'm sure happy. hopefully it was, was high. Happy. Hopefully it was high. Joey was but happy. yeah, go check that out. BayouCitySoccer.net, guys. Uh, don't forget, Rudy Segura 3, Chris Delias, Joey Chavalo 10, Manuela 4, uh, Rodrigo and the baby, and, you know, Dustin at Bayou City Soccer. Go check it out. Yeah. Good. Let's continue. Let's move on. 
Yeah, man. Uh, the- Ugly Guppy. Go check out Ugly Guppy for oh, all your printing needs. Yeah, for sure. Manny finally got go. to represent his uh, new polo, so he, he got to do that. But let's talk a little bit about the Houston Dynamo, guys. Uh, that's what's been on popping. Literally, obviously, they're the only pro team for Houston to get some games currently. They had a big one on Saturday uh, that we haven't really talked about, which was, of course, a home opener. Yeah, Chipchenko, Chipchenko, Rushan. Uh, you know, funny enough, me, when me and uh, at the game, the the announcer was uh, calling it. How, how? What did you? How do you call it, Christian? Shevchenko. For the Shevchenko, the, he was the proper, the proper, uh, the proper way to say it. The proper way to say it, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, the home opener. You had um, Sporting Kansas City visit. They score first, and not much long after what's up uh money you mean you mean you mean uh you mean brad smith goes first oh yeah well yeah brad smith goes first gets called into offside but you know what i never went back and looked but i'm assuming it was clear it was, and obvious it was right? pretty cut and dry yeah. yeah coco was a few yards offside yeah being on the angle that we are from the media booth that was the opposite side of the field then i mm-hmm. never could get my ipad to work to watch the game and yeah i couldn't i couldn't see that play live but of course they score then uh really i don't know likes daysicle defending by by brains and i think Vyachenko was the other guy involved in that and then obviously mm-hmm. tommy ends up taking a long distance shot that just something that steve Clark really can't see goes in uh then we get Gave Seagal with whether he is Ted's nephew or not. We don't know yet. We we need to ask that question again. Maggie probably would ask that question to be honest. But um, <laughs> he scores right away within like two minutes of coming into the game, uh, ends up finding the equalizer for the game to end one one. Uh, Joy, we'll start with you, man. Well, what did you think about this this game? Did you like what you saw? Uh, it was pretty ugly. I mean, it's kind of what we expected against Kansas City. It's always a scruffy game against them to open a season to coming off short rest. It was probably always going to be a low-scoring, ugly game. So I'm not surprised with the outcome. I'm more more disappointed with the way they conceded because I think that might have been one of the worst goals that they've conceded since Ben Olsen has taken over as head coach of this team. That was just soft, lazy bad basic defending i mean you just let a guy walk walk into the box with the ball and take a easy shot no one closes him down no one reigns sort of follows him sort of maybe it that was just really poor and then offensively i mean few chances it wasn't great offense wasn't terrible offense either but you know the, the goal they did score Beautiful, beautiful pass from Coco. Nice cross from Aliu, who's looking really good out wide, second assist in a row. And you know, Siegel with a pretty, yeah. pretty easy finish with his head. Yeah, I thought nice it was uh, not not that easy. <laughs> no, well, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Of a weird dirt. angle. Hey, people were already saying that he was the Brian Ching. I'm telling you, man. You know, <laughs> but no, you talk you talk about that, Chris, and it's one of those that last year we got so used to seeing some so many tiki taka like pretty goals. But yeah, like Joey said, that one honestly, like the way from you know the Coco accuracy on the pass, and then Ali, you just you know first touch header towards the middle of the box, and Siegel putting it in, man, that was a beautiful goal altogether, Chris. 
Yeah. No, yeah, thousand percent. I mean, beautiful play. Uh the movement is is also great. Like by Siegel, when when you, I don't know if you guys looked at it again, but literally when Coco looks up and he sees Aliu and he decides to kind of make that ball go to the other side of the field, Siegel literally already reads that and he starts running to the second post. So it's it's a good vision. It's a good thing to to be that young, 22, as a striker. You know, uh, coming he didn't know he didn't come off the bench, did he? Uh, yeah, he did actually. Yeah, he yeah, did. two minutes in, he, he came off. The, yeah, he came off the bench, and you know, already making those runs that you know are going to put you in a good spot. And you know, I had props to him. You know, that's what you want a a hungry goal scorer that's going to be at the right place at the right time, making correct runs and just kind of you know going towards the ball and looking for it. And also not being scared to put your head in there, you know, when when the angle was kind of closing down on you. We were talking about it with Dusting, you know. It was kind of difficult. The, the ball, the way it was bouncing, he had to keep it down enough to kind of go, go down and not go over the bar, but then high enough for the goalkeeper not to be able to, you know, grab it and, you know, get a hand on it. So, and the angle, when you look at the pictures that I think Billy took at, at that game, I don't know if it's Billy mm-hmm. Arthur, shout out to both of them, Um there's there's a great picture that we have that it, like you see kind of like the distance between the hand and the post mm-hmm. and it's and it's pretty small it's, and he was able to get it you know perfectly in there so shout out to shout out to Seagull and yeah we'll, we'll, whenever we get to the next game I also have good stuff to say about him then yeah but, I yeah. something that I just thought being that I mentioned Rushan's name a, a few times you know I've never really had met Rushan and then eventually I kind of put it together but. I think I never told him this, but Rushan, thank you so much for like the one day that I took all my family mm-hmm. to the supporter section and you gave my little girl some like little uh, fox, like uh, little bandana thing or or little. And I forgot. I, I, I kept telling Chris, I'm like, I, there's this guy and I, he looks familiar. Not I know mm-hmm. it was you, man. Thank you so much for that. And uh, yeah, I'll add, I'll add to that. Rushan is a great guy. He's yeah. given me stuff before and amazing dude. Yeah, th- thanks for that, Rusha. My my kid loved them, and actually, and and I and I thought of that because of the picture that I posted. So if you're watching us on on YouTube or Twitter, the little girl has like the little band or what a headband. I keep saying bandana, but headband with the little fox ears, and and my daughter loved that stuff. I need to take her sometime soon so she can wear them before she outgrows them. But uh, uh, Manny, you know, Chris was talking a little bit about Gabe or uh, yeah, Gabe Siegel, duty. To me, he's copy and paste of Corey Baird, man. I just kind of see the same guy. He he kind of moves the same way to an extent. And uh, I don't know, man, but what, what are your thoughts on the game itself against Sporting Kansas City, bro? I mean, I mean, someone has to uh, replace uh, Corey Baird. You know, I think if, if you were looking at, like, I think when we first signed him, you're like, who is he? Why him? And I think in that game, you're like, okay, now I know why, you know, he acts like Corey, but he does the runs. He does, you know, he's a machine. The only thing difference is that he's younger than uh, than Corey Bear, so he doesn't have the experience or even find the position, you know, as, as he would. But, you know, that's something you can mold into him. I think uh, for the first game of Sporty Kansas City, I think, uh, I think I was taking in mostly with just the, uh, the crowd. It was a good – I think the crowd was lively in the stadium. I think everyone was kind of pumped. I think more even more after seeing the first game, I think I think uh, everyone was like, okay. I think after the first leg of uh, St. Louis, I think they wanted a result, you know, in this game. And I think I feel like the crowd was more into it a little more. And uh, uh, I felt, I think from the stance, it felt like 
it was pretty much even, pretty rough uh, game. Uh, I, I believe, you know, the Dynamo could have done a little bit more uh, on their finishing and their chances. I think they wasted a lot of sometimes of the ball, not getting the box as early as enough in the in the, in the game. But I feel, you know, a draw is better than losing points uh, on your first game and and just get back on the, the horse, and, you know, as we saw. This past game, they did that, but I think just this game, you know, get get one point and move on. Yeah, I think especially after all the injuries uh-huh. that you're being dealt, all the uh, you know main pieces out. Obviously, we had Escobar out as well, and he finally came back. But I think you you want to get all three points at home. You want to get them, especially on the home opener. Uh, but Sporting Kansas City, it's a good team. You know, they've they've coached well. Uh, they kind of regain. Shoot, I thought they were gonna fire Burmese like in the middle of last season, and obviously, look at what they did. They they went and knocked out St. Louis City, which kind of brings us to that man. Obviously, St. Louis City was the game in the Champions uh, Cup, as we call it now, and the game ends with a one-zero win for the Dynamo, moving them on into the next round against Columbus Crew. Sviachenko, Chipchenko scores. Joy, <laughs> what what is your thoughts on this game and uh, enjoying it or not? Uh, again, it's it's ugly, ugly and scrappy again. But that I mean, when you're missing Herrera, you're missing Escobar, you're missing some key guys. It's just just what we're gonna have to do to get results, and it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, this defensively was very solid. I thought the whole back line played. Very well defensively. Uh, Starez was the real standout for me. I thought that might have been his best game in a Dynamo shirt for me. He was he was unplayable. And then caps it off with an assist as well. Uh, I mean, Artur and Gregus in the middle. What a partnership that could be. Unfortunately, Gregus is on the older side. So, I mean, you probably won't uh, just- see him starting every game. Giuseppe says, uh, ugly and scrappy sounds like a dynamo way, man. I mean, sometimes <laughs> yeah. that's what you have to do, right? Back to the one nothing wins is our staple. Um, <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. No, kidding. Greg, Greg is, uh, I mean, I, I is back 2019, I think, was the first year he came to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was screaming for the dynamo to sign this guy. He, I was so impressed with him his first two years in Minnesota. He was incredible. I'm so glad we finally have him on the team. He is he's just so calm under pressure. He moves the ball great. Passing range is brilliant. He doesn't get caught out. You know, he play, he works his ass off defensively. He's just just a really nice player. I wish he could play 90 minutes every week, but that's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And but it seems like the depth right now, I mean, we kind of questioned the depth coming into the year, but I feel like some of the depth pieces are having me a little more excited than some of the starters even. So, yeah. I, you know, the only scary part is whenever you see the bench and there's a lot of like the, the, you know, young guys, like Children. college kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially against Sporting Kansas City, you obviously, you didn't have like Escobar on the bench or Bassi on the bench, mm-hmm. like you, Alley, you on the bench, like you did against St. Louis. So whenever seeing that in the St. Louis game, you're like, you felt, I told, I told Chris that I'm like, I kind of feel good about this game in the sense of, 
there is some subs that you can do, right? Because yeah. honestly, in the in the Kansas City, he only did two subs. I, I can't even remember how many he did on uh, on this game when I was there. And, I think he um, did all five. Five, five? five? Yeah, okay. he did all five. So I, it was one of those that you don't move it, right? Don't move it too much because mm-hmm. you look at the bench, you're like, oh, you're pretty handicapped to an yeah, extent. I want to so. give a big shout out to Tate Schmidt here coming mm-hmm. off the bench because he came off for Dorsey with 10 minutes or so to go. Comes in at right back, you know. I thought I, I was thought it was funny because I have the whole back line. He was the only left footed guy, and they stuck him at right back. Yeah. And, <laughs> and what a what a 10, 15 minutes he had. He, I mean, if Dorsey has to miss on Saturday or going forward, I mean, if Tate could play like that, I'm not. I'm. We're not even going to miss Dorsey. I mean, Dorsey's not been that special so far to start this year. So, big shout out to Tate, who I thought started the year embarrassingly badly against the first St. Louis in the first leg and then plays good against Kansas City plays even better this game so yeah shout out to him and you know since you're in the shout out realm Dago mentions put uh Kovacic to start over Barcy more often what do you think Chris where have you like uh, I thought you I thought you were gonna ask Joey no, 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 I, no, I think that's a Joey on. question uh, <laughs> that, I think, why not start both I mean well well, uh, well, we don't have a Sebas and a Leo's got to play striker. You know, why not have both? Put a Kvolshik out wide. You could. Bossy's you probably middle. could. Uh, the one thing, the funny thing about uh, <laughs> uh, Sebastian that I, I was mentioning, and I think I've been saying it on our group chat, if he was only two inches taller, man, he would reach every ball. Like, half of the time, <laughs> it's like he's in full stretch and he can't get to it. And it's just like, dang, come on, man. You you got this, but uh, I love him, man. I think he's gonna be uh, one of the revelations this year. I, I've said it from last year. He just he has the the skill, the technical ability with the ball. Uh, he's flashy compared to Bossy. I think Bossy tends to play more safe uh, in the attack, and uh, Kovacic takes to take likes to take some risk, and I'm okay with that, especially if you're taking them. On the final third of the field, I'm okay with that. Now, don't don't do that on our side of the field, Mikael. But uh, what are you thinking, uh, Manny? What about what do you like about just the uh, the Dynamo in general against St. Louis, man? Uh, I think you know. I think uh, I think the performance overall was better. But I think that during the game that was struggling me the most is that the Dynamo again couldn't finish their chances, especially sure. this game. This game. This game in general, it was like. It was in the group chat. I was like, "Oh my, oh my god!" Like, just pass the ball or just shoot. You know, it was like just all those moments. It's like you literally either one and one with a goalkeeper, or you had a bad touch that you you could have done it better. But other than that, it was mostly a, you know, San Luis gave Houston the ball, let the Dynamo play their game, and they had well, like the first half it was like eighty percent, eighty percent possession of the ball. But the problem is they, they couldn't finish it. You yeah. know, it, it could have been much more comfortable instead of a 1-0 win. But, you know, 1-0 win was all the result we needed to go to go through. But, you know, I think the team makeup, uh, we need something to, to uh, I love Brad Smith. Some, something... You're, you're freezing over, buddy. To, to change. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, he's, he's gone. No, he, he's there. He's yeah. there. No, man. I said he's done. He's done. No, he's done. Nope. 
Um, yeah, no, I think the takeaways <laughs> is something that, like Joey, you mentioned. Obviously, Greg was getting a, the start, played well enough. I know uh, Ben had mentioned at one point, he's like, please stop comparing him to Hector Herrera. He's not Hector Herrera. Like, we just want him. <laughs> and I asked him yesterday, I asked him, like, hey, you mentioned that, you know, John is not an Hector, but were you pleased with his starting? He's like, you know, I, I like the fact that we were able to give him minutes, uh, get him the ability to get that start. And he did well. He he did a good job, and uh, he definitely looked more comfortable. And him and and, and Arthur look like they're kind of finally clicking. And obviously, uh, whoever else is in the midfield. Um, my one observation, though, from the game, and, and uh, Chris and I discussed it when we were there, is, uh, and this is when we get Joey involved with the tactics, uh, right? But uh, at times we saw Coco way out wide, and he would kind of block off Dorsey, for, especially in the first half. They were just way too close to each other at times, and uh, they basically weren't. They were they weren't creating any room for each other in the attack, and they struggled. And the first half, and obviously Coco ends up, you know, coming out early in the second half too. But uh, it was just kind of interesting that that dynamic. I don't know if you saw the same thing, Joey, or not, mm-hmm. or. I, th- I think what they were trying to do was was create like a two v one against their left back because their left back they had was a. God, let me, I don't remember the guy's name. Let me. I'm figuring it out. Watts. He's a he's a younger guy who hasn't played a, a ton of minutes in at this level. So I think that's what they were maybe looking to do: spread the field out a little more, create some more pockets of space for uh, Gregus and Kovalchik to operate in. It didn't really work so well. I thought the one time it really did work is when uh, Coco got the ball. Uh, out wide and held it up a little bit and did that fancy little back heel pass to Dorsey. That was the time it really, really worked because you saw the space that created. He pulled the left back all the way up the field to the press up on Coco and just created that gigantic, that gigantic room for uh, Dorsey to run into and play that ball to Siegel that he should have yeah. squared off to Kovulshik or put in the back of the net. But that was that was a good example of that working. For the most part, it really didn't. I think Coco does play better when he tucks in more mm-hmm. and gives uh, Dorsey that room to to overlap. But I, I think it was an interesting decision from Ben and the boys, and it didn't really work out. They made the adjustment, and it worked. Yeah, for sure. And like anything, you know, we're going to finish talking about at least this game. It's just Steve Clark, man, is a freaking beast. I mean, the dude just shift after shift he does some incredible saves he's not scared to like put his body in the line when there's a one-on-one in front of goal and and he did that yesterday to keep the team and i've been saying that i think if it wasn't for how good hector Herrera was last year and even steve with his you know 13 plus uh clean sheets i mean he's he does really he does he does what is needed and i think sometimes people forget about that uh but it was it's good to even hear the crowd just you know scream out Steve after he does like a big save. So give him a little bit of love uh, for that as well, man. But uh, I, I, I mean, I I enjoyed just seeing some of the fans out there. You know, obviously we saw Boniac out there. The Boniac twins were playing FIFA. I told some dude if they want that I had next, and they just kind of ignore me. I'm like, bro, come on. <laughs> They're Come like, on, sir, sir, you're too old, sir. sir, it's sir like kids. <laughs> There's an age limit to this. <laughs> Uh, you're, you're, uh, what's it called? You're, um, you're past your prime, <laughs> sir. But, uh, no, I think like, uh, I guess to finish off though, uh, Joey or Manny, whoever wants to 
just about talking about Ben, man, just the way that he approaches this game in particular, obviously having some of the pieces uh, back. I, I think Maddie. for me, I think for me, uh, I think he handled the team well. He gave the people the need a rest, and especially I, you could tell in the subs as well. You know, this is as uh, as putting Escobar back again, Bossy back. You know, they haven't been involved with the team because you know Bossy with either with green cards issue and Escobar on the injury. You know, and you, you know, do we think that he was really wait, injured? Yeah, he, he, no, he was in Miami, wasn't he? Mm, he was rehabbing in Miami. Yeah, 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 yeah. First sources. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no way, I, thought, I thought he was traveling with Messi. <laughs> no, it was birthday party. Remember, it was his birthday. Uh, it was Antonella's yeah. birthday party, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, we, the Disney Princess party. Got it. <laughs> but I think you know, having a, a good balance of that and making sure like who's resting and shifting and relying, like for instance, even Barlow. You know, he hasn't been in the first two games and he's smacking in this game. And he did a pretty good, solid job, you know. And so I think Ben is. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dude, that slide tackle he did, just, I didn't even know he was that fast. The way that he recovered on that play, Joey. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who was the striker? Was it. Uh, um, Adeniran, is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, yeah. The, yes. We're talking about Barlow? Yeah, yeah, remember the play yeah, that he had here, and that's his, that's his, that's his, that's his Samuel Adenier, and he's been so hot lately. No, I was gonna say after this, I'm gonna work on the press conferences from yesterday, and yeah. Barlow actually talks about that. They asked him, you know, how did you see that player or whatever, and he was like, "Well, it was my fault, so I kind of have to <laughs> chase it down and, right. and get it back." But yeah, at that... least, you know, at least he's not afraid to, Bro. you know, admit that he made a mistake and yeah. get back there. You know, get your ass back there and get that ball back because. Yeah, that could have been that, bad. That was incredible. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was such a great play. We were, I was amazed more than a goal or a you know a goalkeeper say that those type yeah. of plays where you those are goals like, right there. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Defensive goals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So stuff like that, Barlow man, just yeah, he he played he played really well. But again, Dynamo win with the minimum one zero. Uh, ben did touch on the fact that he wasn't. Yeah, was a. Uh, no, I just wanted to. Uh, I wanted to before. I don't know if you were trying to move on or not, but no, before no. we moved on, I wanted to bring in my boy uh, Brad Smith. Oh, I know that you know Joey didn't give him a, a good rating. Uh, <laughs> and and I mean, I just want to read it because I think it's it's honestly perfect what Joey wrote and and it almost kind of what I felt too, you know, which is hope. <laughs> This is this is this is line. Oh, so this isn't a love story. I thought. I thought it was- <laughs> so it says, hopefully, this is the last time we will see Brad Smith starting on the wing. Now that some players are available for the selection, he put in a good sixty minutes of cardio, but offered not much of anything. <laughs> I mean, we we might be you know a little harsh, but I think it is fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, the guy did run his ass off, and he had some you know good defensive plays. But when it came to the attacking part of stuff, he looked so uncomfortable. Yeah, it just didn't. The, it looked like he was missing another thirty yards in front of him to like yeah. keep running. I don't know. And and um, again, yeah. even though he's very versatile and he can play that role, even in his prime with Seattle, he always was starting from a left back position, not out wide. So uh, we know that he has the speed. We know that he can cross. He can kind of part it up well. But yeah, sometimes. 
especially when the the Dynamo didn't have the ball, he looked a little lost. Like he didn't know what mm-hmm. to do, and uh, he would catch. I mean, if it wasn't for Stares being God, I, I love Stares, man. He's just probably the most underrated player for the Dynamo, and one of my favorite, just because of the way that you plug him anywhere, dude, and he'll give you a, a hell of a night. You know, at least that's up now. Hopefully, I didn't jinx it, and he scores like five <laughs> goals. You know, that, that's how it goes sometimes. You know, you start talking about a good a player doing well, and uh, it goes down the drain, but not necessarily moving on. Just wanted to mention the fact that we obviously know the opponent that the Dynamo will be playing against, uh, that it would be against. Oh, hey, Chris, it's just you by yourself. What's up, buddy? Yay. <laughs> um, it's going to be against Columbus Crew, uh, the game being on Wednesday and Seven o'clock was the game time. Is that what we said? Seven, maybe. That's it's a, not that's, official yet. I think Dustin posted it. That was the holy title that Concacaf <laughs> yeah, had for so that game. I'm assuming it's probably gonna be the second game out of the three of that night, just because obviously uh, Chivas, I believe, plays that same night, and they Chivas. should be playing in the West Coast. So obviously, they have an hour or two uh, from Central Time. So for the love of God, don't give us another 9:30 game on a <laughs> weekday because the crowd was not there. And I mean, we're used to it's it. It's pretty loud, though. It was pretty loud. It was. Yeah, pretty you're loud. seeing people yawning on the TV too when they were showing the stands. <laughs> yeah, <they're> like, <laughs> it was late as shit. Though. It was 9:30? rough. And then uh, the the I mean, obviously, you know, the the game's over. It ended like what 11:15 something around there. 11:20. Yeah, and people, but you know, people get to go home, and and we're here to cover the team. So it's like <laughs> the the best part. Christian stayed out in the mix zone, uh, and I went into the press conference, and I had literally just sat down, and we see Ben Olsen peek out like a few times. It's like, hey, y'all ready for me? It's like I'm trying to get you home early, and they're like, no, 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 we're waiting for uh, St. Louis City coach, and the dude took forever. We probably I didn't get home till like one in the morning, so. It was one of those, just kind of like a, a late shift for sure, man. <laughs> More than usual at that point, dude. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so again, they'll be playing on Wednesday. Uh, I believe that you guys had mentioned that there's no game for them on the weekend. Uh, they'll, they'll be off, and then they'll play again either a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And obviously, mm-hmm. Columbus be... do have a game that weekend. Columbus Woo! does play somebody. So I guess that's a little bit of an advantage for the Dynamo that they don't have to worry about a weekend game. So it, it should be an interesting one for sure, guys. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, who doesn't love international national soccer <laughs> playing <laughs> against uh, yeah, the US, another U.S. team in this no. glorious international play, man? Was it like Cesar? Uh, yeah. like, it's like, well, if, if the lines go up correctly, like the Dynamo face the crew, and then Orlando, and then Miami to face in the final for Philly at an yeah. international tournament. It's it, it's pretty funny that is the way it's set up. But hey, that's what happened, man. The League Cup is coming around. Hopefully, if it's set up the same way, Liga Mekis team need to get in it, man. You can't just have Querétaro out there showing everybody off, man. Come on, guys. What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? But uh, let's just uh, try to... And a way to close it out, uh, just have one more topic for the Dynamo. And obviously, that's they'll be playing um, against Joey's favorite team, Metro Stars, on Saturday. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Red Bulls, New York, man, probably a team that you still kind of 
follow we're gonna i mean joey you follow every team so i can't even say that you follow closely but uh let's start with your thoughts on this game man uh how are you seeing this uh this right or this rivalry this match on, on saturday it's gonna be a tough one man i, I think the rebels had a very good off season i I think you see some Red Bulls fans are a little upset because uh, the ownership did promise like a huge off season. But then again, they went out, they got an Emil Forsberg, huge DP, probably maybe not the maybe the most talented DP acquisition this summer. Because Suarez isn't a DP, right? Um, I don't think I, he is. Suarez is the Tam. Suarez is Tam. Suarez is Tam. Oh. So yeah, so Forsberg, he'd be the he'd be the most talented DP acquisition that I'd say. So I mean, I think. Well, he's a baller. Work, he's definitely he's, a baller. He's so good. He's good. I mean, he, what year is it? I think it was. I want to say 16, 17 or fifteen, sixteen. The Forsberg just absolutely tore up the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Had like twenty assists, like almost ten goals. Dude was insanity. And he already his first game for the Rebels against Nashville. He was creating chances left or right. And the Manuel and Vanzier couldn't score. Is but their 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 team's pretty pretty damn good right now. I like their roster. Lots of good homegrown kids. Like I'm I'm a big fan of Frankie Amaya. I'm a big fan of uh, Peter Stroud and Edelman. Uh, the Nealis brothers. They're they're just a hey. You're a, you're you're not mentioning my guy, man. Is is my guy still there, John Tolkien? I mean, that John dude, Tolkien, yeah, that he, I believe ball, he's man. I believe he's gonna be unavailable. He did miss the first game. Uh, yeah, he has a little bit of a groin injury. I'm not sure if he's gonna be playing this week, but yeah. And when when he's out there, they uh they put Kyle Duncan on the left side, and he plays pretty well at left back as well. And they got the two U22 slot players they brought in this offseason, Ellie and or Ely, whoever you say, and the I believe the Norwegian guy. I don't know. I don't remember his name either. But they they got a strong squad now. Manuel came into his own start end of last year. We know how talented Dante Van Zier can be. I'm gonna pronounce Dennis Gengar. Gengar. Dennis Gengar is a Norwegian guy. I'm just reading the names up in here, man. Yengar probably. Yengar. I think that might be it. Is I don't know. Gengar. I'm gonna call him. Isn't that a Pokemon? Yeah. They evolved. They 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 got their hunter in a trade. Now he's a Gengar. But <laughs> that was super nerdy. <laughs> but, uh, so but yeah, did... sure. let's uh let's go ahead and finish it. Uh, uh thank you, Rafael Pina. Uh Pina mentions good good job, boys. Appreciate all the great content. Uh it looks like uh you know it's getting close to the finish line here, but let's go ahead and give the prediction for for that game. Uh Chris, what are you thinking, man? Damn, what do I start? Hi, <laughs> uh, Joey, what are I you guess. thinking? <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, what do you think? Another home game, third straight copy and paste. I think the prediction I've had for every game this year and go one one draw. Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> easy peasy, man. What about you, Money? What are you thinking about that game, dude? Um, two one, dynamo. two one, the dynamo. All right, All right. and Chris, you have two two, two two. I, you know, this is what the hard part about me talking is that I forget half of the time I say sometimes. And when we talked in the last uh, podcast, I mentioned how it was going to be a 1-1 draw. And I changed it to 2-0 when we did our prediction. Because <laughs> I'm dumb like that. And Kill I was like, damn, I, I could have gotten it right. So at this point, I think I think the Dynamo are going to win. I'm going to go with the 2-1. Uh, and I'll, you guys need to remind me whenever we do the thing to put the 2-1, <laughs> right? So that way, I can, yeah, there you go. So I can, can, I, I can get into it. But uh, guys... 
that's all we have for the Dynamo. But I did want to mention the Dash, obviously. Currently are in Florida for, I guess, the remaining leg of their preseason. I think they're going to be playing against Washington Spirit as well as Kansas City current. And that's just out of memory. So hopefully that's correct. And, um, yeah, see, look, there, there we got the Brazilian and uh, the, the non-Brazilian. Jacob. Jacob. That's Jacob. not Jacob. Is it Natalie? Is it? Not that doesn't Jacob. look like Jacobs. No that way, Jacobs. That is, Jacob. Yeah, it is. That, that's yeah, it. That, that looks Bro. like a Maria. No, Jacob. <laughs> that's Maria. What? <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, I guess the, the biggest news this week for them was the, the pretty tight. I mean, Joey, you have last year's kids, man. I thought it was going to last like, – Another year, but no, nope, yeah. they, they oh, ended these up ones getting are brand gorgeous. new kids, dude. And uh, yeah, I mean, if I don't know who worked on them, I, I only know Brian Salazar that is like creating the Dynamo one. So I'm assuming he created this one too. And uh, I really like that orange one, especially I don't have a picture of the close-up for you guys to see it here on the video. Uh, but I, I like the details on that one for sure. And I would say I like the the away kid, the blue one, but it looks very similar to the one for uh, the New York. Um, what's it called? The New York, New Jersey uh, uh, rain Gotham. or Gotham. Gotham. Yeah, Gotham. Gotham. And uh, so I don't know. They're, they're very, very similar, but I really dig that orange shirt, man. And I don't have anything dash, so I need to go ahead and buy, buy either that shirt or that training top was pretty lit, Manny. Yeah. I was about to say, hey man, hey, for the price of one Dynamo jersey, you could get two Dash jerseys. True, mm. true. That's why I'm getting the Dash. I'm not getting the Dynamo one this yeah. year. They, they <laughs> but but I think El, El Jefe, he liked the the jog tag on the on the Dash. I don't know oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah the the the, the H O U thing. Yep. And the and the little X for the 10 anniversary. I like that. Yeah. No, it, it again. It's a really nice kid. I I was surprised. I really thought it was just gonna be an away kid. I didn't think much of it, but like you but, mentioned, Manny's new CBA. Yeah, and uh, and what I like the most, you could tell on the on the away kit, you know, the tag on the bottom. So Nike, I think if you purchased the Dash jerseys before, they were like in a different material than your other jerseys. Like you know, if you had like for instance Barcelona or PSG. If, was it, it like a bit or what is it now? It was just like a different material. It was like more yeah, feel they like feel a, kind of odd. Oh, they really? feel like a training top instead of like yeah. an actual jersey. And so hopefully I haven't I haven't feel it, but while the pictures and the and the, even the website on Nike, it looks like it, it's like the the a regular jersey that you, they have. So it could be good. And also on the new CBA, no more shorts, no more light color shorts. Now they're all dark color for you know for the women's. So that, or for for privacy and for everything, so it's pretty good. I really like I really like the colors, the black and orange fits good with them. These jerseys fit pretty tight too. Really? So, yeah, they're slimmer, so like yeah, you know, they're a lot slimmer. I mean, I usually wear medium. I got a large on, and it fits me perfectly. So you might. <laughs> Show the gun show, man. Gun show. Guys. Well, we've hit the hit basically the end of the show, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we tend to always close it with just hitting a forever orange. But before that, Chris, go ahead and tell the people once more where they can find everything that we do, man. Of course. At Bayou City Soccer, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can check us out there. Uh, shoot everybody a message if you want to. At Chris Butalias for me and Joey Chavala 10 for Joey. Rudy, Rudy Segura 3, Manny, Manny, 
Velatan Dusting. Just hit him up at Bayou City Soccer on Instagram. I mean, sorry, on Twitter or X, however you want to call it. I'll, but, I'll answer you on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rudy is the instrument guy. And then, uh, yeah, you know. But go to the website. Go check out the website. There's everything there that you need to find. BayouCitySoccer.net. You can find everything that we do there, guys. Literally articles almost daily that we have been putting out. And the season has just started. So we're going to have a lot more stuff. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Honestly, sometimes I read it because I don't know crap. And then, you know, I read it. And then these guys kind of teach me stuff. I don't tell them that I, that I don't know. So I just read those articles and then I act like I know <laughs> So go check that out. If you don't know anything like me, go check them out. Joey and Dustin and Rudy and everybody else, they're going to teach you, you know, a bunch of stuff and we get to learn. Also, we follow Vote League there. Also, we, you know, we do a bunch of Dash stuff right there too with Manny. Oh, he's about to get guys. to work, man. Manny, you're man, about boy to get gonna to get work. work. <laughs> oh, no. I was, I was about to say, last weekend, me and Rudy was at the Women's Gold Cup as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was dope. They, they were playing tonight. Definitely yes. was going to be difficult to make it back to back and not make it to the doghouse. Yeah, I just, I, I just found out like they, I didn't know, but tonight the uh, Concacaf is having the draw at Shell Energy Stadium. Oh, for, nice! We missed for, some good stuff. I, I was like, well, if I did, if I knew, I would have been there. Right. <laughs> I but, saw uh, Sebas Ferreira was like taking pictures and posing with the, with the Paraguay team. team. I I that was pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that, bro. It's it's cool. It's cool that. I mean, two things, right? The pitch, so many games, still looks freaking spotless. Shout out to those people that were, I don't know who they are, but great grass people. Then, second thing, Dan. Dan? Shout out Dan. And then, uh, second thing that I literally forgot what it was, but... Oh, I, I'm I'm glad that we you know we're getting all these uh, like you know w- like women competitions in in our city. I think it's pretty cool that you know women's soccer is also kind of getting big and bigger and bigger and bigger every time. For sure, so it's pretty dope. For sure, man. So again, let, let's close it out a little different. I think I'll do the same thing, but we should always like maybe I'll say like for maggie and then we'll kind of keep going like that you see what i'm saying like i say then chris and joey and then uh manny and we'll close it out like that but uh don't forget guys to always hold it down and keep it forever orange for maggie for maggie for maggie for maggie let's go guys let's go get to it get to it peace Uh